Hi, good morning, or oh, good day, wherever you are. Uh, welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. I know sometimes I be sounding so, like, exasperated. It's just my dramatic effect. <laughs> I know. I'm working on it, guys. I'm working on it because I've realized, like, I'm listening to people, and you would not know based on how I have been um, speaking um, in some of my podcasts that I was in Toastmasters at some point, which is a nice um, program, if you will, to be a part of because you get to um, do speeches and stuff like that. And it teaches you, you know, how to refrain from certain things. And again, I'm always talking about um, knowledge and application. So I have this information, but have yet to apply or forget to apply or don't apply. And so, yeah, I um, have a Toastmasters background and I also have an oral communication background, which is funny, it's a long time ago when I was in undergrad. And so a lot of these things, if you're not continuously practicing certain things, it, it becomes dormant. Not that it's not there is just not used. And so in considering that, again, always about being better and being reminded that you have everything you need in order to accomplish that which you want to accomplish. And then again, since I'm not writing this stuff down and um, I'm not practicing or doing a formal speech kind of thing, my ums and hums and uh, breathe kind of thing is a part of it. And so take it for what it is then I guess they say if you knew better you do better kind of thing so I'm gonna I know better so I'm gonna work on it and aim to incorporate it where we have a better flow and again it is what it is it's authentic it's me where I am right now in my life so I was thinking about um How we say that we're busy. And I I feel like I've touched on this before. But you run into people that you haven't seen in a while. And I think that they feel. And again, this is me thinking how other people feel. But I don't know. Right. But when certain people, not all people. But when you run into certain people who have a due diligence to follow up or to check on you or and I say like nothing and you don't have to do anything but there's a due diligence in some of this stuff that we got going on and it's like oh I've been busy and then my mom like what does that mean you've been busy it's 24 hours in a day seven days in a week 365 days in a year no, it's not that you've been busy. It's just that you haven't taken the time or it's not important to you. And that's okay. And I think that, you know, it could be being diplomatic. It could be politically correct. It could be, you know, trying to show people's feelings or it's just not the appropriate time or whatever that people use. And again, I have this lady and she is just like so sweet and so nice and so kind and it's always smiling and everything. And I'm like, oh, I need that. I don't have that. (laughs) Like, 
I don't have that because when I say imagine my face, people who know me, like my face speaks so many, like I don't even have to say anything in certain instances because my face expression says it and I don't have that stoic look on my face. Like I don't have that deer in the headlights kind of thing where you're not going to know what I'm thinking if I'm thinking anything. Um, even in my eyes, you know, if you look into my eyes and I think that we should be people that look people in their eyes. I remember when I was pledging my, um, sorority, like you couldn't look people or your sisters, you couldn't look them directly in your eyes because it was a form of humility, if you will. And, um, when I think about that now that, I mean, we're not pledging, we're grown people, but it's like, they even say people should look you in your eyes and you should be a person that look people in their eyes. And you have people who in certain religions or cultures and stuff that seem as a disrespect, but looking people in their eyes. And so when you look at me and my face expressions and stuff like that, it's easy to tell like what I'm thinking, if I'm thinking anything for the most part, or like if it's absurd or you playing games, like whatever, dude, you know what I mean? And so when I think about people being busy, if you will, we have gotten to the point where we're not saying or addressing the things that need to be addressed and we feel like we can gloss over them or continue to go on without addressing it. And I get it for the person who feels some kind of way, like you have to establish your own closure to situations these days. People not giving closure. It's just, it's just not happening. You have to get your own closure. You have to be okay. You have to make your own um, resolve in situations because people aren't doing it. And the reason why they aren't doing it, in my opinion, is they're not capable of doing it. And they're fearful. And um, they're ill-equipped, if you will. And again, they may have the skills. That's what I'm talking about. They may have the information. They may have the knowledge, but yet still have no application in order to get that accomplished. And so they will say certain things or they will be in a place of avoidance not to deal with it not my problem not your problem and we're all living learning and growing and I you know hopefully and that's what I try to um rest on and I know for a point in my life you know I was really um I was really in a place where it was like you know better, do better. You know better, do better. Or like, oh, you're in this position and therefore because you're in this position, you need to represent that position. And so therefore really hard on that individual or persons or critiquing it in a way where it was like there was no room for failure. There was no room for error. And I had to back up from that because I really realized that people are just incapable. That's really about they're just incapable and they're trying um, their best or maybe they aren't trying. 
to figure it out or they're around people who have become okay with them being the way they are. And my being a, a critic, if you will, or, or, or hard on them in a sense is because for me, I want to be able to be whatever position I'm be to be good in my position, to be good in my role, if you will. Um, and so it says in the Bible for with the measure you use, it shall be measured unto you. And a lot of people talking about, well, don't judge, don't judge, don't critique and all this stuff. And again, ultimately judgment is reserved for God. And we're talking about, you know, hell, fire, brimstones or heaven and oh, holy choir kind of thing, that kind of judgment. But then you have, a a human judgment, a people judgment, a working together judgment that we make. And in making that, I say to myself that I can't hold somebody to a standard that I'm not going to hold myself to. And again, you know, life is funny how we have a tendency to have to step back and look at ourselves and do our own reflection and our own evaluations. But again, in my mind, it's always about becoming better and learning from our errors and learning from our mistakes and learning from the things that we did that weren't right or wasn't, you know, done correctly, if you will. And I don't get to say whether or not somebody's learning or not. I hope that I learned. There's this um, scripture also that says, and I mentioned this too because this is one of the most intriguing scriptures that I've run across in the Bible. And it's in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And in it, it talks about how we have these weak-willed women always learning and never coming to the knowledge. And it goes back again to what I said and the fact that we have this information and we have no application. And even it was confirmed on this morning, you know, people that's having this form of godliness but denying the power thereof. And so we can have this information and we can have this disposition and have no manifestation of that which we say we believe and what we know. And it's, it's, it's difficult because, again, when you're in positions, um, there is an expectation. We could say that it's not, but it is. And we can say that <clears throat> we're not in judgmental stage or in scrutiny or in critique, but we are. You know, we see it all the time on social media and people post and the question is, what would you do? What would you say? What do you think? Those questions or those inquiries are basically asking you to make a judgment, to make a decision, to critique something. And we have that ability to do so. And the question always remains, are you doing it with clear eyes? Are you doing it um, 
on a non-biased base. You know, have we removed certain things that would cloud our judgment, if you will, in making decisions about people? And that's even when I think about like the news and things that people do, some of these situations we can't again generalize we have to take them on case by case basis because everybody doesn't do everything in the same manner for the same reasons in the same way and then we have again we put stuff under this blanket and say well they crazy or they this or they that or whatever or you you understand what i mean and that may not always be the case and so i'm learning that many people are just incapable and they don't have it (laughs) they don't have it and it has to be okay it has to be okay that they don't have it in a sense where you're not penalizing them to a degree and again the onus is on them if they're in a position to get it Right, it's on them to you know cultivate what needs to be cultivated in them in order to be able to represent that position or represent their stance or represent um, what they say they are. And we all working that out in our own lives respectfully. Another thing that I thought about is this term that we call culture. Oh, that's the their culture. And one of the things that that goes a part of it too because when you have certain culture, there's certain behaviors that exist within the culture. And this has gone beyond um race and ethnicity is going beyond that. It is now, whether it's a group of young people, whether it's an organization, um, whether it's a city, whatever, it's like there's a culture that exists, meaning this is how they practice behaviors and this is how they live. And sometimes, you know, it's just like when in Rome, do as the Romans do, or, you know, you respectfully respect the culture and yet and still you have your own culture i was talking to somebody thinking about how we have westernized the the world for the most part we're everywhere you know as far as america is concerned and people do their best to hold on to their culture whether it is the way they dress or the food that they eat um their religion, their practices, those things um, are a part of their culture. And we have westernized. And so a lot of people frown upon cultures coming over and um, changing. But some of this stuff, and again, who am I to say, or who are you to say, or who are we to say that cultures need to change? Because it's fitting for us or it's better or it just makes more sense or it's just more comfortable to us. And that's, you know, and that's where we find ourselves. And so 
it's like finding a place where you fit. And sometimes you just don't fit. Right? You just sometimes you just don't fit. And what happens is when you don't fit, you get ostracized. Like you get ostracized or you get what was the um you get hung or you you know what I'm saying, you get pushed out. And I'll never forget like at the end of the day when there's another scripture when it talks about you know, Jesus in his own hometown couldn't do any miracles or any more miracles that he couldn't do anything because of their unbelief. And that was a culture, right? And even though he had been born amongst it and he was a part of it, it was, you know, he wasn't able the culture did not accept him and so now and where we are in our world you have people who will allow you to sit amongst them but yet and still not be a part of them and we sit amongst certain things and we're just not a part of it or you have people where it's just not a part. And I'm not talking about the cliques and stuff like that. Because that's a part of it too. Where you do have cliques within cultures. Cliques within different um, organizations and stuff like that. And I think that's fine as long as it's not impeding upon the whole. But it's just about finding where you fit. Finding where you fit. And people want to be accepted. And then you got people that's okay if they're not accepted. And there's somebody, they say there's somebody for everybody. Right? It's somebody for everybody. And then people normally gravitate towards that in which, you know, is beneficial to them or comfortable to them. And again, even... When we have these cultures, you know, it minimizes our ability to be versatile. It minimizes our ability to um, grow because you haven't experienced a lot of stuff. You just isolate it in a sense to one particular way of doing things or one particular way of being. And that's how we end up stereotyping and generalizing people which is not cool at all. And again, the fortunate thing of being able to travel and be able to, you know, be in the place, places of diversity and realizing even within cultures and within different um, demographics and different um, different places that you do find that there is something that is consistent with every person on this earth is that we're human and that we have feelings and that we have emotions and that we live and that we die and that we have families and that we have children and that we have education and we have none and we have this and we have and you find and we're all trying to figure out this role in life what we make it really difficult for people 
because of the mere fact we do this me and mine and want to safeguard and are frightened and intimidated and scared about change, about modifications. And please do not get me wrong. There's things that you hold dear to you, which are traditional. There's things that you hold dear to you, which are personal. Things that you hold dear. I don't think certain things are to be compromised. I don't think there's certain things to be negotiated. I don't think there's certain things to rid your life of. And we have to be careful in that and we have to discern that. And you have people that will unfortunately try to infiltrate that which you have established and built because they want to destroy it. And then you have people that come wanting to help enhance it. And we have to learn the difference of that. We have to learn the difference of people who are trying to destroy and people who are trying to build, trying to help, trying to enhance, trying to make better. And because of the way life is right now, it's really hard to distinguish and determine who those people are. And out of fear, people miss their blessings out of inadequacies or intimidations or um, inferiority complexes. People neglect to grow. And change is very uncomfortable. But it's worth it. And we need the courage in order to make those adjustments and change. We need the courage to learn how to be inviting to people. Because what happens if we don't, you know, you become those people. (laughs) People that, you know, they got their little community. And nobody is welcome. Unless they welcome you. And then you got this fence up. And then people um, are looking from the outside, looking in like, that's strange. That's weird. Right? And it can be very dangerous in a sense. Because then there is no... There's no filtering. There's no filtering. There's nothing to filter. There's nothing that comes in and says, okay, this could be better or this got to go or whatever. Because, again, everybody is mesmerized in their culture and haven't experienced anything new to grow. There's nothing to weed out that which has contaminated it. And you isolate yourself from people or refuse to allow people again to help make it better if they can. So being busy and establishing your culture imagine my face yeah Imagine my face. 